welcome back. I'm going to talk to you today about corries, arets, and pyramidal peak, their formations. But before we get going, you have to know and to be able to explain for the examiner the three erosion processes. These are freeze thaw action, plucking, and abrasion. Freeze thaw action is when water gets into cracks, for example, the Berkshund in the quarry formation. It could either be rainwater and meltwater trickles down into this crack. Overnight, the temperature tends to go down. This will cause the water to freeze and expand by 9%. During the day, it starts to heat up as the sun comes out, and this will allow the water to melt and flow away. Over many years, this will cause contracting and expanding of the rock, and this will weaken it. And eventually, small fragments of rock will fall off and be taken away as scree. Scree is the tiny bits at the bottom of the glacier underneath it. But you can also find scree on top of the glacier. Plucking. Plucking is when the glacier glides over this scree and it freezes and plucks it into the glacier itself. And as you can imagine, this glacier is continuing to move downhill, but it's now got this bedrock lodged in the bottom of it. And this is when abrasion occurs. The rocks are lodged in the bottom at the sides as well, and they scrape away at the sides and the bottom of the glacier, making the, the hollow actually bigger and deeper, whereas plucking steepens the back wall. And that means the relief of the land is actually becoming steeper. Those are your three erosion processes. And now you need to use them to explain the formation of a quarry, arete, and pyramidal peak. Now, just to add that these are not explanations that you need to go and memorise. Once you have understood what a quarry, arete, and pyramidal peak are, you can just add in your explanations and usually you'll be able to come out with a good answer. You need to be able to explain using a diagram as well, describing and annotating this. So let's get straight into it. A quarry formation. Quarries happen when the precipitation, which could be sleet, hail, rain or snow, falls on north facing slopes into a small natural hollow. Why north-facing slopes? Well, because north-facing slopes are actually the place where the sun will get to the least. And therefore, the ice and the snow will remain for as long as possible. But over time, the, the more snow that collects there, it will gain extra weight and it will compress the snow underneath, turning it into ice. And the first type of ice that is formed is called neve or fern. By this point, you've now got about three marks in your exam and you haven't even used your erosion processes yet. Due to the weight itself of now this glacier, of now this mound of ice, this fern, this neve, the glacier starts to move downhill due to gravity. And as it's doing so, it will now use the erosion processes that we have learned in the first section of this clip. Due to freeze-thaw action or freeze-thaw weathering, meltwater or rainwater falls into the back of the Berkshund, which is a crack in the glacier. Water gets down in between the glacier itself and the Rocky Mountain. 
These fill with water, meltwater or rainwater, as I've just said. During the night, they freeze because of the temperature cooling, expand 9%, and in the daytime, ever so slightly warm up. And this contracting and expanding motion causes scree to fall down the back of the glacier. However, this is eventually picked up during plucking when ice plucks bedrock away from the back wall, steepening it. So now we've got scree lodged into the bottom of the glacier, and as it's moving downhill, it's going to abrade through abrasion the bottom of the hollow, making that even deeper, and will scrape out an armchair shape at the bottom, leaving striations on the rock, which is lines, these lines from the scraping. At the front of the glacier, less the, the glacier has less energy. And it means that it dumps most of the material, which we call thermal, terminal moraine, at the front, creating a rock lip. Now that rock lip will be very necessary for the next part that we're going to learn about. When the world started to heat up, glaciers melted, and eventually, rainwater or meltwater collected in, in this hollow that has been gorged out by this glacier. Water can actually get in and lie there because the rock lip at the front is so high it's preventing the walk water from escaping. You need to give an example in the exam to get an extra mark and here is your example. When the water fills these hollows, it can either be called a tarn or a quarry lake, or a quarry loch, depending on where you are. A good example of this is in the Lake District, and it is called Red Tarn. Now, that is a full quarry explanation, with a few bits that you can take out, because I ex fully explained them. In order to be able to explain the ret and pyramidal peak, you actually need to be able to explain a quarry. And a ret, you need to be able to describe what it is. And a ret is when two quarries form back to back and the line in between is called knife-edged ridge. Now this would be very difficult for us as walkers to climb on because it is over time through freeze-thaw uh, freeze action or frost shattering. It has become very broken and it is very fragile. Called That's why it's called a knife-edged ridge. Now once you've given your description of what the aret is, you need to go into and say, a quarry, the either either side of this knife edge ridge, is formed when snow accumulates in a natural hole in the north facing slopes of a mountain. Over time, the snow collects and it compresses into the first type of ice known as fern or nevi. Then you go into the full explanation of quarry. And you would also want to possibly add in an example of an aret. Here an example of a ret could be striding edge in the Lake District. And the final part, pyramidal peak, is when three quarries back into one another and the bit in the middle, the bit at the top that the west map would have as a blue triangle would be called the pyramidal peak. And once you've given that description and written that in your exam, you then need to go into again the full quarry formation. Snow accumulates in north facing hollows. Over time the snow accumulates in and the compresses and turns into ice. The first type of ice is Ferner Nevi. Then you talk about the birch and you talk about the meltwater, you talk about the cracks, and it goes on and on. 
So you actually need to know the description of an array and pyramidal peak and be able to use the Cori formation for both of those underneath the description, if that makes sense. So that is Cori, array and pyramidal peak. You need to be able to explain the full Cori in order to be able to explain array and pyramidal peak, but you also need to be able to describe arrays and pyramidal peaks. And remembering that you need to be able to explain the three erosion processes and be able to draw diagrams for before, during and after glaciation. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. Please read the notes section for more information about quarries, arets and pyramidal peaks. Thank you very much for listening.